It is your girl, TK. We are back, y'all. This is the Juice Radio Show. It's been a minute. Um, so tell me how you... Well, actually, let's introduce everybody first. Well, what's up? I'm on there. I'm on there? I'm on I'm muted. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tan Tan, the man with the plan. It's ICM. Y'all already know it is. Your boy, where would it go? What up, what up? It's your boy, Prince Q, a.k.a. Quentin Marcellus. Yes, How's everybody week been? Sure. My week was cool. <laughs> um, been to the gym a couple times. Went and lifted and went and uh, played basketball the like, uh, last couple of days. So it was cool. Okay, okay. My day was, I mean, wait, my week was, Um. okay, it was kind of a chill week. I didn't really do a lot of stuff. Um. And then also... <clears throat> my mom and my sister are there in Nebraska right now, so i just been chilling, bored. <laughs> bored? What about you, Will? Same thing for the most part, just chilling, trying to stay out the way for real, you know, not entertain everybody in their foolishness, man. That yeah, part, that part. Yeah, I felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Q? Uh, it's been interesting. I haven't been here for about a couple of weeks now. Um, and so, well, I guess one, I was gone last week. But my week has been interesting. I had a COVID scare, uh, but I'm good. Um, <laughs> my grandmother uh, is currently in the hospital, so they're for mm. my family. But she's doing well. She's doing stable. Um, but other than that, uh, school, working on my next um, mixtape. About to put out some new singles. Working on my brand and just stuff like that. So just trying to stay busy, positive out here, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Um, so I've been pretty busy this uh shoot feels like this whole year has been kinda of crazy. Um but for the most part I'm pretty good. I'm just trying to each day just trying to find some time for me. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's at the end of the week or whatever. Um, but yeah, for the most part I'm good. Um yeah. <laughs> so what is everybody doing uh creatively? Whether it's music or painting or whatever you do, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I feel like my my imaginary is kind of big. So really, I've just been chilling. I've just been thinking of ideas and things to to start when when I get stable and things like that. Uh, I was just gonna say. Um, I mean, I haven't really been doing a lot creatively recently like other than just practicing for stuff i mean i need to but um no i haven't so far so yeah what have i been doing creative uh me and me and young taylor we've been in the <laughs> we've been in the studio hit making hit making we've been messing around doing that then uh besides that i mean i've been writing here and there you know mm-hmm. trying to get poem number 21 done eventually sooner or later so yes yeah, really what i've been up to okay what about you q um making music writing painting um i have a blog called net. um it's pretty much about spirituality fashion and my life and just pursuing my dreams and 
my journey as a music artist and just kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that. Um, I've been going to a lot of yoga practice, yoga practices lately. I got a, a really dope deal, two weeks for $20 at this studio called Be Love Yoga. Oh, and yeah. um, I've been going to yoga probably like three, four times a week. And it's been like super incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling elevated a little bit, you know, you know. Okay. Um, hmm. I've been doing a lot of painting. Um, trying to get back into that. I guess uh, I used to paint a lot, so I kind of stopped. So just trying to get back into the things that I used to do. Um, for my own like therapeutic reasons. Um, musically, I've been trying. Well, I guess I can't say I've been trying to make music, but I do it for fun. I guess every now and then. Um, not a like a singer or rapper, but I write a little bit, I guess. Um, so yeah, what's what's the coughing and the laughing? He got Rona. Had to cough. Yeah, yeah. He got Rona. Whenever you, whenever you, yeah, that ain't it. Talking about you. That ain't it. Yeah, I'm not really. Me and uh, Tan Tan had a had a collective, a little little look. Oh, that's fine. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, yeah, because we was in that same studio and you was (laughs) not there. (laughs) Tell bro, you good back there? Yeah. Right, we having some situations up here. So, um, okay, so school now is virtual. So, how is that? Like, have you guys been doing that or? Uh, for for me, school starts Monday. Okay. And like. We have to do like Zoom calls and things like that. That sucks. It does. Like when school first like shut down, when like Rona first started happening, it was mm-hmm. bad. I think we had to do it for like, I think it was like five or six weeks, bro. And I hated it honestly, because it's okay. like, and now they're trying to say like we gotta have a dress code, a quote unquote dress code when we come to Zoom mm-hmm. calls. Sorry like, about that. Because I know me, when I, when I went to Zoom calls, I came in a do-rag and a hoodie every time. And if they try to make me change, I'm just not going to. A dress code for the Zoom call? Yes. Oh. Not going for it. I honestly <laughs> don't care. Is it like dress- uniform or is it just not to wear? Not to wear certain things. Okay. Yeah, they said yeah. like you can't wear pajamas to the Zoom calls. I'm like, what? That just don't even make sense. Like we're in our own house. Yeah. Like, what you going to do? Send me home? Like you can't. <laughs> it don't make sense. Did you guys see the video where there was, um, they had like a, a Zoom call or whatever. It was an elementary uh, class or whatever. And there was a guy on the Zoom call and he was like smoking a blunt, just saying like F-U-B like to the teacher or whatever. And I don't know, did y'all see that or not? I did not no. see that. Yeah, like he got on the Zoom call, smoked his blunt, blew it in the camera and was really just disrespectful. And the teacher is like, this is an elementary you know, class, and right. you're oh. doing this in front of all these kids. That's a bad example, bro. Come on now. And somebody was like, these Zoom calls ain't gonna work. <laughs> and I don't see how they're doing it with elementary school, like pre-K and kindergarten and first grade. Like, they need they need hands-on learning. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Especially, like, with parents and stuff going back to work. You know, like, I don't understand how that's gonna... We're gonna watch these kids, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, anyways, I don't know. So what about you, Q? Have you done the, um, you've been doing online mm-hmm. school? Yeah. I have um, been doing some online school. It's been very difficult because 
when I'm at home, I that's not the place for me to like really like get into a mindset of being right. in class. Because yeah. when I'm at home, I'm in a mindset of my refrigerator being almost like ten feet away from me. <laughs> so you know, like that's pretty much where my mind is, and like it's just a relaxing place to be. And it's hard for me to like study and get in like a mindset of me being in school when I'm home. So mm-hmm. I have been doing a lot of. Uh, schooling online, especially like every meeting that I have in my life is on Zoom. So that's been a def- definitely an adjustment. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's a whole new world we're living in right now. You know, yeah. like that part, yeah. education is changing. The face of a lot of things are changing. And uh, it's definitely an adjustment for sure. For sure. Hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> let's get into our topics. Um yeah, right, the nitty-gritty. Uh, um, so the first topic we have, um, so NBA players boycott Wednesday night game, mm-hmm. causing seasons to possibly come to an end to fight for justice for Black Lives Matter and Jacob Blake. So if you guys have not heard the story of Jacob Blake, um, hold on, let me pull this up real quick so I can give some facts. Give me one momento. So Jacob Blake... Um, I, do you guys know how old he was? I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's 20, 29 years old. He was 29? He was 29, or is 29 years old, uh, shot seven times in the back by a Kenosha police officer pleaded with protesters to refrain from violence. So that sucks. Yeah. Pretty, like, really bad. But, so Wednesday, I guess they canceled the game? No, they, 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 they didn't come out. They didn't come out. They didn't come to play. The game tonight got canceled, too, as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it was, it was voted that they were going to... Uh, continue the season. Yeah, they, I think they continue to continuing it tomorrow. I believe so. Cause they had a they had a board meeting today for yeah. the NBA Players Association. They talked about it, and I guess they decided that they're gonna you know continue on the playoffs because it is the playoffs, but they still gonna push out you know the message of what they're trying to get out. Yeah. So the protest didn't really do anything, I guess, or was the intention to stop like the whole season? I honestly don't. I didn't know what, like, I had an idea yeah, what they were trying part. to do, but, like, because the Bucks, uh said they weren't playing first because Milwaukee is in Wisconsin, which is right. where Jacob Blake, you know, got shot seven times. So they were just like, okay, this is our, you know, this is our home state and this is happening here, so we're not going to play today. Mm-hmm. And then they said they weren't playing today and everybody else was just like, okay, I'll, I'll mess with that song. Yeah. In solidarity, we're not playing today either, so. And it carried on to baseball, major league soccer, and yeah, hockey continued on playing. But and the WNBA didn't play as well. That's that's the third third league I was talking about. But yeah, nobody played Wednesday, and there are no games on today either. Mm. But yeah. Well, I guess at least they tried. Yeah, something like that. So the whole Jacob Blake. Um, situation like it's just yet another you know police violence um or i guess it could have been a murder if he would have died i i I thought that he was dead he, he got close to he got he's paralyzed way down yeah yeah he's paralyzed ways down but from the video like i was like oh snap like they killed dude but um it says i'm reading an article from uh com. So it says that in yet another case of police violence, a white police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin, shot an unarmed black man who was simply walking away from him, and it was all captured on video. 
The officer-involved shooting went down Sunday near 40th and 28th Avenue, where witnesses say the victim was simply breaking up a fight when, cop- when cops were called to the scene. It's unclear what unfolded from there. Um, you see the man walking away from a few officers who appear to be telling him to stop with guns drawn. He makes his way around a car in a non-threatening manner. He opens the door and attempts to get inside. One of the cops grabs hold of his shirt, and for some inexplicable reason, he unloads seven rounds at arm's length. The victim was flown to a hospital and has been listed as being in serious condition. Right. You know what I think? So I was talking to somebody about this a couple of days ago. You know, because you would think with everything that's been happening in, in 2020 with the protests and with the Black Lives Matter movement, like, we're right back to deliberate things like right. police deliberately shooting, you know, black unarmed, you know, men right. with complete intent to kill them or complete intent to do them harm. Like, it's like nothing has really changed. It's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel like one of the things I can see as to maybe what the issue is, which there could be a lot of underlying issues that white people may have against black people or opposite or whatever the case may be. But I see that it's a power struggle. I mm-hmm. feel like maybe, you know, racist or white supremacist people, they want people that aren't white in America to know that no matter how much you think that you're equal to us, we still have security. And it's like, yeah. I think that's what that is, that underlying security. Like, okay, we are, we are law enforcement, but if we want to, you know, do what we want to do, we still yeah, can. Yeah, let me show you what I can do. Let me show you what I, what I can do, you right. know. So I kind of feel like it's a, it's a, it's a supremacist mindset. That's, yeah. I think that's really what the root of the problem is. It's like, I'm the police. And I can do what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have the authority to do what I want to do. How dare a black person tell me that I can't do my job the way I want to do it? And if I want to put my superiority in there, my white supremacy in there as well, then I can do it because they've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Right. right. You know, so it's like it's that in my head, it's that supremacy mindset. It may not be out there blatant racism, like calling you the N word or or saying things that are super racist, but I think that it's like a specific like supremacy mindset that a, that one has to have to mm-hmm. continue doing hateful acts like shooting somebody with no intent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Besides just trying to flex your power. That's mm-hmm. my thing. On that. Yeah, and I saw like a post. It was like just because you have a badge and a gun on your hip doesn't make you like so much superior to me. Like, bro, we're all people. We're all humans. You just like you basically almost killed this man just because he was reaching in his car. Like, uh, I think, like, it's, it's, I think that it's really going to take, like, every single one of us to actually make some kind of difference, not just a handful, not just, like, you know, 10,000. Like, I mean, like, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody that looks like us. It's a group effort. Yeah, I think it's really going to take all of that to actually make some kind of change. And, you know, where all of us are spending black, mm-hmm. because if all of us stop going to all these major corporations and these white-owned businesses, they're, they're gonna not going to have. They're going to lose a lot of money. When you mess with their money, that's when you make real change. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take it's gonna take everybody to be on board and actually do something about it. Don't just sit and watch the videos, but actually make some kind of move. Move your feet, you know? Mm-hmm. And so. I think that's what sports really shows us is that, they care more about the black bodies than they care about our rights and being treated equally. They just care about being on the board and making the money and mm-hmm. being a commodity and, and betting on us like horses and a horse mm-hmm. race. Like yeah. That's really it. That's really all it is because you don't see any white coaches or white people that are um, 
you know, commentators or people that are at, on ESPN that are white out there, you know, taking a knee or leaving their job because they're trying to stand for the Black Lives Matter movement. You see more black employee people that work for those organizations doing that. So I think that it's, um, you know, it. I think it's just a superiority thing. It's just that white supremacy, supremacy is still ingrained and obviously in a lot of police officers' minds. And so that's their way of proving their point that, you know, that they're still in power. You know what I mean? I don't think they want to see black men, especially. They don't want to see black men have that same power and privilege as a white man. Because they know the power. They know it's it's, going to be major if it ever gets to that point. And I think, like, that was mainly the goal of the boycott. They was just like, oh, so y'all want to do this, you know, us being a, like, majority black, you know, we just not going to play. Right. Like, we gonna y'all going to see what's going to happen if we don't play. And that's exactly what they did. And to you, come back to you when you was talking about how, like, black reporters and black like people that work for ESPN you know Kenny Smith yesterday like after yeah. it happened he was on the show and he was just like you know me being a uh uh being to have like played before I just feel like I have to do my part as a black man I and I I can't be here he took his mm-hmm. mic off mm-hmm. and he walked mm-hmm. out the show and uh and I really respect that of him yeah. a lot mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. if we if we really realize as black people which I think we already realize that but how much power like that we really have like we dominate music we dominate sports we dominate fashion so if we wanted to stop supporting a lot of white people in their businesses we would really win yeah they're powered by us they're powered by the black dollar you know and i saw this post on instagram that said black creativity makes the world go around i'm like that's mad facts you know so if we just took our creativity back and we stopped stopped putting our money into the white dollar and put it more into the black dollar, I really feel like that would really, that's a really way to get in somebody's pocket. It'll mm-hmm. really affect somebody and affect change. Support black-owned business, businesses, everybody. Yes, it is yeah. important. No matter if that shirt is $35, <laughs> it is important. <laughs> Shoot. I mean, at least get it from direct from China if you're trying to... <laughs> Not for real, though. <laughs> okay, so... So, um... The next thing I want to kind of hit on, so this is from the same uh, website, lovebscott.com. Um, 70-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse arrested for homicide after killing two protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The armed shooter in Kenosha, Wisconsin, who shot and killed at least two protesters who were out demanding justice for Jacob Blake has been captured by cops after they initially let him walk right past him. 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was arrested in Illinois, according to the court records, he was booked for first-degree homicide. It appears he's been assigned a public defender and is set to appear in court for an extradition hearing later this week. Um, we have to ask, uh, would police have been so quick to arrest this man had the Internet not publicly identified him in the viral video footage? Mm. That was a question on the uh, on the article. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> like, he... Walked right past him with a long gun. Walked right past him with an assault rifle. Facts. Like that's in a that's in a message, y'all. That's in a blade met, and it was almost like really. When I saw that, like, even though I'm already numb to a lot of stuff, that triggered another part of me that I've never experienced. Right. It's like, wait. This is really real. This is really real. <laughs> we're seeing the same stuff that our ancestors went through. Mm-hmm. In the past, like where, but they, in that case, then the police officer wouldn't even arrest him. Period. Probably would have shot more. You know, like blatant <laughs> racist acts 
are being happening in public and white people are people that are in power that are racist or supremacist are not really they're just letting they, it happen. They're looking right past it. They're looking it. right past it. And that's really what that's really the root of like slavery. That's really the root of segregation and Jim Crow and all these different things that we've made it past. So mm-hmm. you know, let's just hope that I mean I I don't know what the heck is going on in twenty twenty. Like I feel like we need to unplug the Unplug it and plug it back in, or no. something like. Just need to reboot. We gotta like really. <laughs> I think we. I think it's. It. We really have to look at the world that we're in. Like, I know that you know, being young, we kind of get uh, too caught up in like other stuff other mm-hmm. than like what's real. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really time to like, okay, let me like analyze where I'm at and the environment that I live in, and how can I make a difference. Because for me personally, when I have children and when I pass on, I want people to say, okay, my mom, like she left this mm-hmm. sign or she made this difference, you know, now for me and for my family and my kids. Yeah, so right. it's just like, I don't know. The question I guess to ask is like, what are you doing? You know, you and what to, can you do? You need to like snap back in reality. Like this is really going on in our world. Like, like we know it's going on, but it's just like, like really, like people are blatantly killing people and yeah. getting away with it. Like it just uh, it's like, like, doesn't make like people's thoughts about life are getting less valuable. Right. Like I actually, I don't care if I like you or not. I actually value everybody's life. So yeah. I don't think I have any authority to take anybody's life away. So I just think that we're starting to lose. Well, not we. Certain people in the world are starting, especially people in power. The wrong, the wrong people. The wrong people in power. The wrong people in power are starting to like. <laughs> forget that life is valuable and starting to lose like that that sense of like okay you're human i'm human you know your life is precious whether you're black or white you know and i think that's really the underlying issue because i don't know if you saw james blake i believe her sister um there was a uh a uh public uh i forgot what those are called press conference where mm-hmm. her sister was talking about his her brother and um she one of the things she said is that I don't want your sympathy. I'm tired of having sympathy. Mm-hmm. Like we've been giving sympathy for a lot of black and brown bodies this year that have been shot and killed innocently. She said, I just want um I just want some change. You know, she was really just like, I don't want anybody's sympathy for my brother, is what she said. And I I feel that. Like I'm tired of hearing, you know, about sympathy for Brianna Taylor, you know, because she gets the vanity fair cover of a magazine, that's enough. Mm-hmm. No. I don't I don't wanna see Brianna Taylor on the cover of a magazine. I wanna see her killers get justice. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Mm, I feel that. I feel like the older I get, you know, they taught us in school, you know, Martin Luther King, he was like, you know, he was doing all these things, but, you know, they never really mentioned Malcolm X, you know, and like as older I get and like the more I start to learn about him, he was doing, he was doing like the right thing. Like, I feel like if we put Malcolm X in our times today, he would make a much better difference than Martin Luther King. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to say, like, Martin Luther King was like, he just didn't make change, but I feel like the way that Malcolm X, like, he wanted change would better be suited for our time. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think, I I, kind of agree with that a little bit. Um, I think some things I would take from Malcolm and something I would take from Martin Martin Luther King. Um, But I do think Malcolm's approach um, would have definitely probably been a little bit better. I think Martin Luther King was thinking about 
Peace. that time then mm-hmm. and not long term. Like, how is it going to affect us long term? Because now it's like, okay, we're segregated and we're at peace for a certain period of time then, but that superiority in them, their DNA is still going to pop back out eventually. Mm-hmm. And here we are now. Mm-hmm. So, my, my, Malcolm yeah. was more like, all right, y'all like this. We want to, we want to be equal to y'all for long term. Like we're going to show y'all why we want to be equal to y'all long term. Yeah. It I, was like no more of the peace stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as far as Malcolm X from MLK's perspective on these issues, I think as black people, Malcolm X and MLK are like both sides of our personality. Facts. It's peace and violence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we're at a point now where I know a lot of black people are at that point of war. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot of things. And I don't want to put that out there because I don't want to see that. But I've been seeing a lot of things online lately that have been hitting that war. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I hope that it doesn't get to the point of that. But I think a lot of black people are just frustrated. At a certain point, yeah. it's like, yeah. You've been peaceful for this long. I'm a, and I'm a spiritual person, so finding peace is my my life. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be from heartbreak, whether it be from being hurt or stabbed in the back, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever that's going on in my personal life. So peace is like, when it comes to something as big as the Black Lives Matter movement and, and racism and, and police brutality, you know, what does that peace really look like if the same stuff continues to happen to our people and nothing's being done about it? And so I feel like MLK and um, Malcolm X, they stand for both sides of the black mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's why they both are respected and why they were both powerful because MLK he moved in a, in a in a direction of peace and he had a large following and a lot of people stood for even white people yeah. you know were out yeah. there with Ma- with Martin King and Malcolm X on the other hand was like we're just tired of being you know he, he represented a whole other mindset of a black person yeah. so I understand MLK and Malcolm X for the simple fact that it's like a it's like a yin and yang you know what yeah. I mean like it's yeah, it's I feel that. The coin. But I, I definitely agree with that. And also, like, they they spoke for us, right? But nobody was speaking for white people. Like, oh, let's, like, the same thing that Malcolm was on. Nobody was saying that for their side. It was just for us. So we can do all the peaceful stuff, but they have to be peaceful as well, you know? Yeah. So I think, I, I'm not, I wasn't there, but maybe the idea with Malcolm is like, okay, they're not going to be peaceful, period, ever. So we got to we can't always just be the one like, please don't do this and please mm-hmm. let's protest and please, please, please. It's just like, we got to fight. We got to get ours. Yeah. Period. However, we got to do it by any means by necessary. Any means necessary. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, this is the Juice Radio Show. I got Buddy Trouble on Central. We'll be right back. So good at being in trouble Spending my days out in the ghetto Mama say that I need to be careful Going downtown on the Blue Line Metro Car overheated in the can't afford a rental Broke down Chevrolet sitting on Central Turning on my headphones, looking out the window. Nora Hill playing, it could be so simple. Man, I just can't wait till I get home. 
What the hell is taking so long? I wish I had a girl by my side. I wish I had a brand new fly. I wish I had a life. I wish I had a private flight. I wish I bought a star sometime. I wish I had a right. I wish I had to find a thing. I wish it wasn't so cocaine. I wish I had you. And I wish I wasn't stuck on Central. Just so good at being in trouble. Spending my days out in the ghetto. Papa say that I need to be careful. Heard it just got popped at the Arco. Rose on the long stroll, junkies on Arcos. Long Beach, Compton, Watts to South Central. I just can't wait till I get home. That's when the cop had pulled me over. I wish I had a girl by my side. I wish I had a brand new ride. I wish I had a life. I wish I had a private flight. I wish I bought a star sometime. I wish I had a right. I wish I had to find a thing. I wish it wasn't so cocaine. I wish I had you. And I wish I wasn't stuck on Central. Wish I was in control. Really wish I wasn't stuck on central. Still got so far to go. Yeah. Won't be stuck here not for long. Just hold on, hold on. Works late nights and early mornings. I'm on it, I'm on it. Trouble on central with the homies. Oh no. Oh no, pretty soon we gon' take control Just wait on it, wait on it I feel so good to be alive 
Alright y'all, we are back. This is the Juice Radio Show. I got my crew here with us today. I'm going to let y'all go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves again. Let everybody know who you are. Hi, it's ICM. What's up? It's your boy Prince Q, aka Quentin Marcellus. And and we got a special guest today with us. Uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. My name is Ryan with Tulsa Lines. Welcome. Thank you for coming to the Juice Radio Show to be interviewed. Thank you. Um, tell tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, really, I'm just a person that just loves music. Uh, I left a little bit, went to Edmond to go to UCO, and uh, really just like when I came back to Tulsa, I started going to these uh, shows. I started going to like the Yeti when they had uh, they had these like local shows. I didn't know Tulsa even had music. I, I just thought it was just like you know what I'm saying. You went on the radio, and yeah. you know what I'm saying you ain't relevant, but as I saw, like, Tulsa has some amazing talent, and that's that's what I like to do. I like to showcase and just give a platform for Tulsa artists. Yeah. Okay. So have you made music yourself? Uh, I think I learned early in my career that making music wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm more of a, like, a journalist. Like, I would always just write, like, from early age, writing, or even if I was just, you know, in school. Like, yeah. I could get a 10-page paper knocked out in the same day, so... You know, yeah. I just learned writing is what I fell in love with, and that's what I do on my blog is I write about music and the artists and just the artistry of it. Okay. Um. So, like, what was kind of, like, your drive, like, to start all of this, like, like promoting people, interviewing, and, like, what kind of just was that moment you were like, I want to do this? Yeah, I would have to say that it was just going to these shows and seeing that nobody else is talking about these artists. Like, like we have some amazing talent. We have rappers. Gotcha. We have singers. We have people that can do it all. We have producers, we have, you know, dancers. It's like Tulsa is so just eclectic. It just has its own sound. It's just so like no two people sound the same. And I just feel like nobody else was covering that. Like just because we're in a small market, they don't want to cover, you know, small markets. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when you started this blog and you started interviewing artists, what were some of the main artists that you would go up to more singers, rappers? Is there a specific like, genre music that you're focused on or are you kind of broad I, I think yeah my rap my rap has always kind of been in my heart like it's, mm-hmm. that's what I tried to do and I realized it wasn't for me but uh yeah you know I was always locked in uh I grew up with uh some local artists like Steph Simon and he kind of just introduced me to this whole world yeah. so it's like you know world culture music 
just seeing how, you know, they've grown, like Daltone, you got yeah, just uh, Keezy Cuts. Just, okay, you, you got know, all the good. Yeah, too. yeah, okay. I know, like, I'm locked in with all of yeah. them, so yeah, definitely just seeing, you know, verse grow, just seeing all the artists just grow, and just, even the new and up-and-comers, like, you gotta give respect to June for what he's doing, the movement he has, yeah. so... Joe, he man, he blowing up. Man. I saw yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah. He he in the uh, studio with Lil Wayne in Florida. Yeah, like, shout out to him. <laughs> so let me ask you a really good question about because I'm because you know there's a lot of artists here in the studio and I'm an artist. What is what do you feel like is that recipe that helps an artist like June get to Lil Wayne? I think a team. Like if you look around him, he has a team. He has people who are just selfless, who are willing to do the things that he can't do. Like because you. You can't be an artist and do everything that you need to do to blow up. I mean, you can't be your publicist. You can't right. be the marketer. You can't be just, I mean, in the early beginning stages, yes, but you realize quickly that you need a team to help you promote, and help you get the word out, and just, you know, help you see, just critique you as well. Just be honest with you and say, like, hey, this ain't, this ain't that good of a track. You need to go mm-hmm. back in the studio. I think that's what I'm working on right now for me is building a team. Um, you know, I think, you know, I definitely get everything you're saying. And in the beginning of being an artist, it is a struggle because, you know, you not only are you not educated about the music industry, but you have to educate yourself. And you have to take all those other steps before people come into your life and assist you in, with your process of making music and making connections. So I definitely feel like I've been making music since 2016 and I'm, just now, you know, really trying to take it seriously as a career. I have been since 2016, but I think for me, establishing a, a team has been an issue for me. Not an issue, but it's been more of a challenge because it's like, you know, it just kind of not, that's something you can't force. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? And, you know, I think it also always kind of starts out with the friends. Like, do you know a friend that's good in marketing? Do you know a friend that maybe has more friend Instagram and, you know, followers? Like, I mean, it may not be money that you can start out you know, paying them with maybe it's bartering. Like, hey, I'll do something for you. Maybe I'll move your couch. You know, if you do, you know, you help me out with marketing or like if you put some flyers up about my show coming out, like just bartering. I think that's you know something that we lose sight of is that it's always about money. But you know, we can always barter and see what we can do for each other. Yeah. So, so oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How did you kind of like build like? Like, what were your steps, like, getting into, like, where you are now, like, being able to, like, promote other people, just, like, putting, like, your, what you do, like, out there? Yeah, I think it was just, it's really just getting out there and doing it, because I feel like consistency is the biggest thing that you have to do when you're trying to be, like, in this social media era. You have to be consistent. You have to show people that, you know, you can, you can depend on me dropping something every day, posting something every day. I think that's very, very important nowadays. And just, you know, it's just trial and error. Like, you know, nowadays, like the internet age is everything. You have to be on the internet. You have to be on every single platform, but you have to try, you know, you can't just say like TikTok's not for me because I'm 30 or something. You have to try and step out there and like, you know what, there's some people on TikTok that are 30, you know what I'm saying? Or there's some people that are younger that are wanting to learn from people that are 30 on TikTok. Somebody out there is gonna want like your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so is it just uh, music artists or is it any creatives out here uh, making whatever? Yeah, I mostly focus around music, but you know, I always kind of shout out, you know, just local Tulsa stuff. Like, you know, you know, Dalton he does art, so I I post some his art. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just other things. Like, if I see something political, I'll be like, oh man, you know, this is dope. Like, I see, yeah. you know, uh. 
Damon Shay posting something. Like I was like, okay, he really is on his stuff, so he really knows his stuff. So he's a good source to post something for, uh, you know, <laughs> so yeah. much. That's actually a really good uh, use of social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the word out there. Yeah. So who is one of your top top ten artists that you promoted <laughs> so far in 2020? In 2020. Yes. I mean, you can't deny Jim. Well, you can't deny he's he's up there. He's Jim, okay. he's he's the next level. You can't deny that. Like, okay. Know, he's he's definitely you know got the city behind him. There's no denying that. So I, I think you know definitely when you're posting and you're kind of in the uh, the media world, there are certain artists you probably pay a little bit more attention to than others. Mm-hmm. But you know. I always try to show love to Tulsa, so you know if it's a local artist that he may have like one single out, I still try to show love to him and say yeah. like, yeah, I'll post your stuff. Like, right. Okay. Okay. So June is your top. I right? mean, <laughs> I, I can't give like a top ten because there's it is just so, many. so many artists in Tulsa. Like, like I said, Steph Simon's up there. Like I said, you know, there's so many different flavors of, of just music. Just that's what I love about Tulsa. That's what I love about our sound. There's so much of it. I don't get bored listening to Tulsa. I actually don't even listen to like mainstream artists because I feel like Tulsa just has that raw it is just real unique. feeling. Yeah. 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 Okay. So is there, um, or I guess there would be, but who is your um, outside of locally? But uh, who is your like inspiration? I guess okay. to keep doing what you do. Keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, and outside of like, you know. I, I definitely listen to Drake. I definitely listen to Lil Wayne. I definitely listen to, you know, I also listen to up and comer people. Like, uh, I think T. Grizzly had a great album. Yeah, I love that album. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know, I also listen to some singing, like, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Brent Fiat. Brent Fiat. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like he had a dope album. Like, yeah, he's good. You know, okay. Are there any female artists that you listen to? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, locally, I think Ayilla's killing it. Like, she's definitely up to it. Like, I feel like, you know, uh, T-Rush, amazing talent, definitely. She has some really good, good yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. like I said, I post, like, like women, males, it, it doesn't matter. Like, if your music is good and it touches me, like, I, I feel like I, I definitely have to post yeah. this. Okay, so can you give us your social media, any way for any artist or whoever to contact you? How do we do that? Okay, you can always email me at TulsaLines.com at gmail.com or you can also hit me up on Instagram at Tulsa Lines and you know that's how you find me but you know okay well what's some words of wisdom you have for us because we ask every guest that comes what's something that you want to tell people out there about their goals their vision what inspired you or what message you want to leave with your legacy yeah I think the most important thing is to say that you you gave it your all like you haven't you didn't take a day off. You didn't feel like, even when you were tired, you were saying like, you know what? I'm going to get better today. I'm going to find something. I'm going to go on YouTube and find a tutorial. Like, I'm going to reach out to some people like Indie Pot. Like, they do some dope stuff. They're another uh, local media group. Indie Pot? Indie Pot okay. Media. Like, they, they do some cool stuff. They're doing, you know, podcasting. and Also, 20 on the Town Podcast. I, I got to support them. They, they definitely do some local stuff. So, yeah, I think just reaching out to them also and saying like, hey, what... 
what are you guys looking for? Like, is there a certain format that I should, you know, put my music? What do you think of this song? So, yeah, I think that's what you can do, definitely. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming and giving us your words. Um, So this is the Juice Radio Show. I'm going to take a quick break. We will be right back with y'all. I got Jacquees, your piece. Not into wasting time, I was just doing fine. Should I find something new, or should I be tripping on you? These decisions ain't easy, believe me, I know it's hard to leave me. And I know these girls, I'm getting greedy. Cause I can't find one that knows how to treat a man. I'm just really trying to understand, who really trying to know who I Tripping, I'm tripping, tripping, tripping. 
know your love is big enough, make me trip for you. Yeah, it's big enough, got me tripping on you. Trippin', trippin' on you. My bad, my bad for trippin' on you. Trippin' on you. My bad, my bad for trippin' on you. Trippin' on you. Cool when I you waiting, but I act a fool when I don't get it. And I'm steady bruising just to save this, but I tripped on your love, now I'm addicted. And that's all I love, ain't trying to waste it. Like we be running them out and never make it. That's just so bitter for words, don't want to taste it. That's just so bitter for words, don't want to face it. But I think that I'm done tripping, I'm tripping. Marcellus. And it is your girl TK. It's your boys ready to stack them. Jack Spade. What's up, what's up, what's up? So, can y'all tell us like a little bit about yourself, what y'all do? Well, for y'all that don't know me, I'm just ready to stack. I'm an artist. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just put out a project, uh, Voice of the Trap 2, on all platforms. I've been doing music. A little bit over 10 years, rapping and playing drums. And, hey, that's me. Jack yeah. Spade, um, producer, slash engineer, mix engineer. Um, I, uh, you know, been been at this music for 20, 20 plus years. It's kind of crazy, you know. Um, and I was strictly making beats initially, but then, now I'm, you know, mixing and mastering. So, you know, so. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious, how did you guys come to meet and form a partnership and get this project out? 
Man, me and this guy, man, we go back way back. I'm uh, I've been knowing this dude since we was five years old, man. Wow. We all went to uh, Wall Whitman Elementary, 80s baby. Okay. I've okay. been seriously doing music. I would say about a little bit over ten years, but man, since we in school, man, on tape. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Both drummers. You know what I mean? I started playing drums first. Same with me. And you know, kind of transition into everything. Like in Edelman, like while women was dope, because we had like all the music classes. Like yeah. I took piano, a lot of saxophone, trumpet, you know what I mean, and walk with me. Violin, all of that. And I and I took them all. You know. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So what's that? What's that? Because I'm a music artist too. What's that journey been like, especially for you? Because I know that your uh, your project is you got two on there. It's the second one. Um, again, your project is called Voice of the Trap too. So tell me about it being the trap voice of the trap too. Was there a first project before this, and yeah. what was that like? It's a uh, I actually did a yeah another one in 2016. And, um, That's when my first project came out. Yeah, uh, as far as the voice of the trap, I got okay. a few big tapes out, a few singles, but that was my first complete project. I would say voice of the trap. Brody was actually living in Houston at the time when I did that project. I worked with a few producers on that one. We moved back. Just locked back in, man. Took our time with this one right here. So walk me through that creative, because as an artist, you know, I know we all go through that creative process when we're giving birth to a new project. You know, whether it be the look of the album, the style of the visuals, and the, you know, give me, walk me through that creative process, because I know this kind of gives me like a Godfather-type style look. Yeah. And it's called Voice of the Trap. So tell me where your creative vision is going and what message are you sending First one was more me, than like like I said, I'm the voice of the trap. Me being kind of more in the mix of the trap. Now these four years have you know inspired or whatever. Felt like more the I'm a made man now. You know what I mean? I, I have my own label, I got my own brand, and I can give you more detail on that in the voice of the trap too. I wanted it. I wanted a um, a solid foundation of stack um, uh, a message in my music relating to what then uh, a little bit of not not, not just like all trap just right. gutter music you know but a trap standpoint of view though yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. living in the trap dealing with politics living in the trap dealing with gangs yeah. uh, living in the trap growing up and Property, you know what I mean? All these different trials and tribulations I've lived and experienced. Felt like through all those, I finally transitioned, and now I am, you know, a made man now. Are you born and raised in Tulsa? Born and raised in Tulsa. Northside? Northside. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. So, like, what is some of y'all inspiration behind y'all music? Or behind your music? Um, we got a lot of culture. I, I uh, grew up here back and forth in uh, California. So everybody from the West, I got a lot of love from Southern California rappers as far as the Bay as well. So uh, I was inspired, you know, of course, Dr. Ray, Snoop, Ice Cube, even on uh, Tupac. This goes on and on. The Bay Area, E-40, Jacka. So, uh, like I said, we got a lot of culture here. 
So how long have you been rapping? Seriously, the first project I put out, 2014. Okay. So I go from there, but I started rapping in like 2008. And I went to, uh, for like two years consistently. Mm-hmm. Brody ended up moving to uh, Houston. I mean, the tech artist, uh, 2008, 2010. I went to prison uh, for a couple years. Came home 2012. And ever since, been pressing this line, bro. Hustle up. That's my uh, label. It's one okay. of my logos, 1921 Black Wall Street. Hustle up, bro. Okay. And it's, been a, it's been a colorful journey. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else is a process, you know. This pro this project, uh, man, <laughs> we really took our time. You know, I'm biased with everything. He's biased with everything. We are worst critics. Nothing's ever, mm-hmm. you know, good to us. You know, but we got the feedback from it once we released it. Wow. Okay. I guess we did something So, so you produced his album, right? So what are some of the challenges that you had uh, working with him? Uh, it, 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 it's funny because you know, the truth, like me and Bro really don't have no challenges. Man, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it, just like, honestly, it, it sounds weird, like, you know, never, but we ain't never got into no, you know what I'm saying, like, whole career working, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, type deal, because we both understand music. Mm-hmm. And we understand the, the bigger picture. We both mm-hmm. got the same fight. vision. Yeah, we both fighting to try to make the song a great song. You know what I mean? So, so if he tell me something, construct. He give me any type of constructive criticism. I respect it. You know what I mean? I trust it. So, it just works. Like he said, if I'm feeling, if I hear something or something I want to do is now, nah, we just it's a perfect chemistry, bro. Mm-hmm. That's rare. Music. I mm-hmm. I still play drums full time. I play at church, you know, full time. I got a gig this weekend. But when it comes to, you know, rapping, I've worked with a lot of different engineers. This is my guy right here. This is like a click track, man. We a metrodome. We we locked in, man. I don't I don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when is that moment where it's like you're ready to make a new album or you're ready to make a mixtape? Because I know for me. It's when I have something to say. When I put out another project, I've got everything I need to say out. Something happens in my life that inspires me or makes me or motivates me or I have another version of myself I'm ready to put out into the world. For you, when you're ready to put out a new project, such as this new project, what was that? What's that first sign in your head? Okay, it's time to make some new music. First, a vision. You know what I mean? What do you want this project to be about? Second, you know, like you said earlier, um, I... I'm, I'm the type of rapper. I'm like a gangster. I, I rap about what I've lived and what I've what about what I've experienced. So everything ain't just a trap. I'm a father, you know what I mean. I'm a brother, cousin, uncle. Everyday life, you know. So it's 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 seasons. I could do it. We can me and him can go and do music every day, do songs every day, and. As the songs are progressing or whatever we're doing, the songs will start making sense to where we like we're gonna keep that one, we'll keep that one, and it'll just all come to you know kind of mm-hmm. come together. And I'll use every emotion, everything I'm going through, I experience with that project to try to make it make sense. So like, what is like your end goal like with music? Or not like end goal, but like just something that's like 
a really big goal for you, like making music in general? Um, I'm 37 now, so I got other business, yeah. other goals I'm trying to accomplish. I I love music, like unconditionally. I believe music doesn't have an age on it. You yeah. can use music for a lifetime, and you know we from Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's real rare for artists to you know make it out of here and not to only see other artists make it. I just want to be able to put me and him in a, on the level to where we become uh, a label together, right. to build our own label based off all the experience we've lived and seen and worked together. And, you know, sign, sign a youngster that's not capable of, you know, paying for studio time, whatever the case may be, to where it's a win for the whole label. And that's what my future goal is. You know, rap is rap. I can do that forever, but... I wanted to be able to build my own label. So I kind of have like a, a kind of a fun, lighthearted question for y'all. Would you consider Tulsa to be the Midwest or the South? Midwest, man. Midwest. I always say Midwest. Midwest. I say Midwest because uh, Oklahoma, you know, is, is considered the South. But us, us being from Tulsa, being right next door yeah. to KC, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love KC. You know what I mean? Shout out to KC. I love the, the Midwest period, Chicago, Detroit, mm-hmm. Ohio. So I feel like we got a little more in common. I, I like Dallas and all, don't get me wrong, Texas, mm-hmm. but I got more in common. Yeah, I would say Midwest, Midwest too. Yeah, Midwest same. Show, man. If, yeah. if people even really think about it, what, growing up, like, the rappers, if, the rappers that we was listening to was all West Coast rappers. All West Coast mm-hmm. like, rappers. Everybody in the, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. everybody around mm-hmm. was listening to West Coast rappers. In our era growing up, outside yeah, the West, you know, that was the South, you had, uh, of course, UGK, Scarface was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, but that was rare. That was rare. Then, you know what I mean? And then it just shit like by the time we got what middle school, high school, high school, the high south school was kind of like right when we got out of high school to be mm-hmm. exact, it yeah. just kind of expanded and took off. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, okay. And then another question I have for you guys is, you know, you were talking about, you know, as you you know going through your career, mentoring other artists. What do those artists look like? Are they R&B singers? Are they mainly rappers? Or do you want to go your label as more of a rap? All the label? above. All okay. the above. Like, like I said, I play drums, church, man. So I love music. If it can move me and I feel like it can move people, I don't care what type of genre it is, rock, whatever type of music it is, I just want to be able to put hustle up on it. We're going to be pretty much a competitor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can uh, uh, somewhat of a machine. Yeah. Three, four studios. Right. Two or three pre-production studios. And two big super studios. So y'all, y'all just trying to build an empire. Yeah. Right. A photo, a photo, a photo space. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, a, a, a full set of offices for multimedia. You know what I mean? As far as graphic design and you know what I mean? Everything that above. comes with that. You know what I mean? So yeah, and that will be it. You know. Yeah. And, so tell us your social media, where we can find y'all, all of that good stuff. You can find me at um, Instagram and try to stack Snapchat, try to stack. Uh, go subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel, channel. Try to stack a hustle up. Facebook, try to stack a Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like uh, across everything. I'm Jack Spade. Jack with two C. Spade is regular. You know. Okay. Jack Spade on everything. Okay, and then, so, um, we have some music 
by y'all already, and this one is called All Muscles. Yeah. Let's see what, what you're talking about. Get about any means, all muscles. If you from the hood, then you know the struggle. If you in the struggle, then remain humble. No daddy growing up, yeah, I know the struggle. I carry on the play and I didn't fumble. Call my niggas up, say we need a huddle. Zach Spade, I got a play and it's a triple dub. I'm talking real play. Up. Bands on bands, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Ain't gang no gang, yeah, it's like that. All these other ball caps, uh, talk stupid, get caught with the ball back. Uh, I run it up, I'll fall back. Uh, it's the truth, all fact. Yeah, the struggle be real when you ain't got a bag. I put it all on the line and get it all back. Mac 11, you um, I trust the door. Yeah, we lost the battle, but we won the war. Every time I get some money, I gotta get some more. I ain't tryna see the pin, I'm tryna see the board. Back against the wall, yeah, I had to hustle. Back against the wall, I'm talking that's nothing. If you know the struggle, then you know the hustle. Gotta get it by any means, all muscle. Fall don't do nothing, serve, uncallable. Try and switch the play, hit the audible. Lead us out of new school, we don't follow food. Real life, Instagram, she wanna follow, dude. Faith for faith, swallow for follow, boo. Hey, send it over name, it won't make it through. Yeah, I caught it in the air, plus I sent it too. This how you move when you're playing with your own loot. I'm in it, toast my faith, though, huh? Go get it, game don't wait, though. Real digits, I'll break the slow. Get slow, we bust face, bro. Straight to it, they'll pay more, they'll do it. When I say so, cause units, coppin' by the case low, young shooters, better lay low. Mac 11, on my dressing drawer, yeah, we lost the battle, but we won the war. Every time I get some money, I gotta get some more. I ain't tryna see the pin, I'm tryna see the board. Yeah, back against the wall, yeah, I had to hustle. Back against the wall, I'm talking that shit up. If you know the struggle, then you know the hustle. Gotta get it by any means, all muscles. That was fire, for sure. Yeah. was definitely there. Yeah. For sure. What was like some, like, you know, like background, like inspiration off of that? Like, thank you. Like, found that track, like, on the Humbug. And and I went crazy. I'm like, you know what I'm I'm like this, this like, yeah, this is yeah. stupid. Like, you know what I'm saying? We I heard a little bit of Nipsey. I was about to say, I heard some Nipsey at Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is a bunch of similarities there. But it's trippy because before Nip even, you know what I'm saying, came mm-hmm. around, like, you know, one bro was rapping. But one day we in the studio listening to some old his records. These jokers had the same ad list. <laughs> yes, no, like real life. If you listen to some old stacker, you gonna hear that yap, that 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 nip. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like the West Coast culture beat. Yeah. Like going back and forth yeah. down there so much. They was like, man, you heard a Nipsey hustle? Like, no, oh, man, I heard him. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and neither one of them just got no big very white voice. 
Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like the, right. the tone of voice, you know Rash. what I mean? Yeah. Raspy little tone, the, the, the tone, the ad libs. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's there. It's Rest there, you know? Yeah. 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 I like this show. So who is a legendary rapper that you're, you're, inspires you when you look at this rapper? It's like you want to accomplish this amount of success or acclaim or fan base? I would say what he did, him. Before him, no, Jeezy, man. Young mm-hmm. Jeezy. Okay. Uh, well, I say Jeezy because of the hustle. Jeezy inspired me to, if I wanted to rap, I could be myself. I could rap about, you know, my life and, and, and make it sound dope, you know what yeah. I mean? So, right. Yeah, shout out to Young Jeezy for that. Okay. Well, something we ask all of our guests when they come on, um, each one of you, what is some words of inspiration you have out there for up-and-coming music artists, rappers, singers, or just in general from your journey? What's something that you want to leave for the people out there listening? Stay focused, man. Worry about the positive. That's why I went wrong. Even when it gets ugly and negative, focus on what's important mm-hmm. and always remain humble and positive because it's going to be trials and tribulations. It's going to be trial and error. So when them storms come, so it's almost like you're an alliance with it, so build for it. And if you focus on negativity, doing your struggle, you know, doing your grind, it's going to be really, really hard to succeed like that because everybody has a story. Don't nothing come overnight. You know, you want to take the stairs versus the elevator. So with that being said, just focus on what's more important. Whatever, don't give up under no circumstances. Right. Whatever trial and tribulation you go through, you got to cry. You got to go sit down for a minute. You got to go work out. Whatever you got to do, just don't give up. That's what a winner is. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you mean like in life or musically? <laughs> All the like, above, whatever you feel uh, on your heart. I would say musically, like, everybody should just do what they best at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you are an artist, but you have to engineer yourself, you know what I'm saying? that's kind of taken away from your creativity. Right. Because you really and truly in your heart, you're just an artist. You just have to get it recorded. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would say to that person, save your money. You know what I'm saying? Get you an engineer to where you can fully focus on being creative. Perfecting yourself. Yeah. Like, all, like, man, I've been in a lot of great rooms. And the only difference between... Uh, 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 Little Wayne and a and a June and a, a Dre and a Nipsey, um, and anybody around. The thing is, they had one. These people have a machine, but everybody has one job. Right. Publishers is publicizing. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The manager is managing. Manager. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The rapper is rapping. The dude is making the beats. The mix engineer is mixing it. The the master engineer like. Ain't nobody trying to do five different jobs. That's where people, I feel like that's where people go wrong. Yeah. Or, or you know, you can't take a cheap route. Like, I, even I, you, I promise you. Not even a cheap route. Everybody has a budget. That's yeah. understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But perfect your budget. If you know she's dope at engineering, she meets your product, use her. If he's dope at your artwork and it meets your qualification, use this. If you're the artist, you can focus on Man. just rapping. You know yeah. what I mean? And if everybody works together and do their part as a team, you'll have a you'll have amazing sound. You know what right. I mean? You'll get the results you're looking for. Because think about this. Any and every creative you know, you know, the main goal is 
what do they need? I need some bread so I can just, mm-hmm. I just need uber amount of money right. to where my life and bills is taken care of right. and I can focus on being creative. All right. Well, uber money got to, you know what I'm saying? It's a grind that comes with that. Right. So that that's kind of a given. You're going to have to do what you got to do to pay the bills. But right after that, when you get in creative mode, I say focus on doing that because that's how you get great. Like, it's balance, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, balance and structure. Yeah, like I wish I would have bit down on mixing versus making beats. Make versus making beats long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. Kobe, Kobe, Michael Jordan played base, baseball too, but he just stayed in the gym. Right. He didn't entertain it. You know what I'm saying? That's what we us everybody needs to do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, within reason, do that. What like, works for you? You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming today. We're going to close out with another one of y'all songs called Voice of the Trap. But yeah, we really appreciate thank, you guys thank being you here. Us. Thank you so much. On this thank track, you. too, shout out to A. Yellow. This is the hottest song on my uh, album right now. And it's doing, it's doing big on the stream. So mm-hmm. I hope y'all like this. Yeah, everybody support it. Go stream it. Go stream it right yeah, now. Yeah, Voice <laughs> of the Trap, too, on all platforms. Spotify, Amazon, everything. Okay, okay. Go get at me. Title. Music. No break, stay moving. 
yeah, I'm the voice of trap, mount be real, stay fast, heavy in the streets, I just have to rap, spend a stack of motherfuckers, got my name at the trap, who you know that bang like this, stay fly like this, move like this, everything I got, you know I got it at the grid, name it. The voice of the trap. Who you know that you like this? Trap like this, and it's bad like this. Get the follow, get off real quick. The voice of the trap. The voice of the trap. 